Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner Sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us, and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the spiritual work of the new group of world servers, part two. But before we begin, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, the founder of Lucis Trust. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. Today, in the world, a great moment of crisis has arrived on the physical plane without any outer organization, there is integrating silently, steadily, and powerfully a group of men and women who are being gathered out of every nation, every group and church and party. They are of all races. They speak all languages. They embrace all religions. Their characteristics are synthesis, inclusiveness, and fine mental development. They own to no creed save the creed of brotherhood based on the one life. I was thinking that with our last show we were talking so much about the new group of world service. I guess if I were to draw a conclusion about it as far as identifying the new group of world service, I would say uh, identifying their purpose, that is, what their primary purpose is. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I'm absolutely right about that, but is their purpose, is the primary purpose of the new group of world service uh, service to um, more or less uh, uh, help us to release the manacles that mankind has placed, placed upon his own consciousness, the, um, the limitations that we have of consciousness, uh, and perhaps their their directive or, or their purpose is to free us of those limitations of consciousness. Yes. Would that be it? Yes. Um, to liberate the um, life within begins with the liberation of consciousness. And the constriction or limitation of consciousness has to do with our identification with form, with, mm. with, with our body, with our sense that we are alive only so long as we are in our body. That's what leads to this... Uh, incredible debate over um, stem cell research and abortion and uh, prolonging life at the um, expense of um, uh, 
the health of a very old person who is um, has worn out his physical vehicle. It has to do with the um, adherence to particular groups and philosophies rather than identifying with the whole of humanity. There are all kinds of constrictions placed on our thinking and therefore our consciousness by our identification with some particular form and not with others. And the liberation, the breaking through of those forms is a major service of the new group of world servers. I was listening to someone the other day describing their search for identity and their need to affirm their identity. They did so by insisting that it depended on their ability to distinguish themselves and to stand apart from the whole of humanity. They wanted to express their identity in terms of a smaller group that they, that they affiliated with and they, they felt uh, compatible with. And without realizing it, they were saying, I need to separate myself from the herd, which is the whole of humanity, by standing apart from it with my own little group. That's my identity. I have to protect that. To me, that doesn't make sense. I would think we find our identity the more we are able to identify with the whole of humanity. That old um, bromide there but for the grace of God go I has always struck me as a deeply spiritual um, expression because when we can see ourselves literally exchanging places with another human being, that closely identified with them and their circumstances, we've overcome the limitations of any particular form aspect. And it would also be enormously liberating to people if they realized that their identity, their life, extends beyond the expiration of the particular physical body they're living in. So much misery on earth is tied in with the mistaken belief people have that they only live so long as their body endures. Right, and that will be one of the great liberating factors, I think, once we get past this whole idea of death, of what what really death is, and um, that it is a actually a liberation uh, from the physical body, usually, the, as you said earlier, the physical body that's all worn out and uh, no longer capable of uh, doing what it supposed to do in the world so it's uh, that the soul must make the decision to move on and that's it's the realization that this of the soul factor will be the releasing factor and uh, that allows us to to move on and to uh, release be released from this uh, physical uh, prison actually if we were to look at our life from the standpoint of our soul we would realize that to the soul, our particular individual existence is a severe form of limitation because on the level of the soul, we know so much more and are so much more, but it's all limited and compressed into a very um, minimal personality encased within a physical body that was chosen by the soul evidently for purposes of service to the plan. Whatever personal stage of development we've reached, physically, emotionally, and mentally, that's the sum total of the soul's ability to express its quality in the outer 
world of human experience. But on the level of the soul itself, we are told we are already perfect. And so from the soul's point of view, there is a tremendous limitation and an imprisonment that it undertakes willingly and sacrificially to engage in the redemption of the world. And yet we don't really think of our life in that way. We think our life is our personality and our body. And that's such a minimal aspect of who we are. So when we talk about the freeing of the prisoners of the planet being one of the main services of the new group of world servers, it starts with our own attitude or perception of ourselves. And it's interesting about <clears throat> the soul being being perfect on its own level. The uh, writings of Alice Bailey point out that um, to the soul, coming into incarnation is is not a time for happiness. We, we think of birth as a great time of joy and with this new life coming into the world. But for the soul, it's entering into a prison. And we think of death as a time of horror, as a time of uh, sorrow. But for the soul, it is a time of joy because it has been released from that physical body. So it's, from the soul's point of view, in our point of view, it's completely different. Yes, the freeing of the prisoners of the planet ultimately is the death of the form aspect. That's what liberates the life within. And if we could understand timely death, not untimely death, as in the case of accidents or the loss of a very young child who was healthy and whole in every aspect, but the timely death of a completed life, that's liberation. Through the process of death, the inner being, the soul is released. So it would transform our our approach to life. It would release the manacles of our mind. All of this is um, the kind of real subjective service that the group of world servers renders. It has to do with energy. And a third expression of their service is the act of holding a vision before the eyes of men. The Bible said, without a vision the people perish. And I do believe we are living in a time without much vision. If we think about the vision presented particularly to our young people and the children today, we have to ask, what is it? Is it a vision of um, making enough money to live a splendidly comfortable materialistic existence on the physical plane with lots of stuff that mm. seems to be the vision held before young people today that's, I can that's more to do with the form and it's it's building more of the form nature and more more stuff you have the more <laughs> it <has> imprisoned you. <laughs> you are by the yeah. stuff so <laughs> yes so the more stuff you yeah. have the more it has you uh, yeah and yet I remember a time when the vision presented to young people was an inspiring one. John F. Kennedy presented a vision in his inaugural address that made some of us stand up straight and say, that sounds great. I can't wait to enter into the world. People today need that same kind of vision. And I think the unease or the malaise, I'm starting to sound like Jimmy Carter, aren't I? The malaise that seems to afflict so many of us is a sense that something's missing from our national um, psyche. Something's not being 
held before people that would give them a goal to live life more happily. We have such abundance, <clears throat> and yet there's a sense, I think, of lack. And it is a lack. It's a spiritual lack that isn't really fed so much by the church anymore or by culture or family. It's a time when the old values are fading away and they will be replaced by something new. It's it's not a it's not a failure exactly, it's a shifting period when we are building new goals and new values. And that's um that's very much in line with the new with the interlude of the um changing from the old age to the new age and that's why it's uh there is this uncertainty perhaps at this time because there is a fading out of the old values of the old methods of the old uh, uh, ways of doing things the old doctrines the old scriptures and they have to depart and make way for that which is new and it's it's a difficult time but uh, there is um, something new and much more refreshing on the horizon For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, the spiritual work of the new group of world servers. Uh, We have a special offer from Luce's Publishing Company today, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Serving Humanity. Serving Humanity is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. The discount today comes in the form of free shipping and handling, so the book itself, Serving Humanity, is available for $16, and what you need to do is send a check or money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing Company, Lucis is L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And I think that what uh, we might like to know, too, is that the uh, the topic we're discussing today uh, about the World Service, you can find World Service, the new group of World Service, that is, their work and how one becomes affiliated with them. You can find information about that within the book that we're advertising right now, Serving Humanity. And you can also enhance your own understanding. The reader's understanding can be enhanced uh, about the nature of true service and, and why it's so important to spiritual development. So once again, I encourage you to get this book. I think you'll find it very enlightening. Send a check or money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, And by the way, thank you very much for your donations. We certainly appreciate your support and those donations. Well, that's what keeps us on this radio station. And by the way, they they are tax deductible, and uh, it certainly uh, is quite a, uh, those donations, you can consider yourself a, constituent of uh, the work at Lucis Trust by contributing because they certainly are so important for uh, the continuation of this work, keeping us on the radio. So if you'd like to donate, send donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Once again, donations to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And also, if you'd like to get in touch with us for any other reason, um, if you'd like a general package of information uh, about Lucis Trust, um, or if you'd like to find out about our monthly meetings, perhaps attend them, you can call us on our toll-free number, which is one eight six six 
six nine five eight two four seven. Once again, one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Uh, our website www.lucistrust.org. And uh, although there's a lot of information about Lucis Trust that you can find on the website, the primary reason why people key into this website seems to be that they'd like to listen to the previously archived library of radio shows. Uh, you know, more or less in sync with what we're talking about right now, um, uh, Christ says, uh, as he I think, so shall you be. And also, uh, uh, Buddha says, your beliefs determine your reality. Am I correct in drawing the conclusion that uh, what we're talking about is that the new group of world Service that their primary person to purpose is to also uh, alter our belief system to become in sync with the belief system of the divine. Would that be appropriate? I suppose that's a, a way of looking at it. In fact, that reminds me of an interview that I read just the other day with Robert Mueller, who was at one time the Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations. And he was talking about his early life um, caught up in World War II as a citizen of Alsace-Lorraine, which was a portion of uh, Europe that was caught in the middle between the conflict of France and Germany, and his own family was divided in the conflict. And at one point he was imprisoned in a miserable prison in the worst of circumstances, and he sort of intuitively realized it was up to him to decide if he was going to survive that experience or not, and he realized that he had the power to be happy, regardless of his circumstances, and he sort of willed himself into happiness in the very darkest of of circumstances, and he found a real overriding joy and acceptance in life in spite of the outer circumstances being so difficult. And I think that's an example of a new group of World Service realization that we transform life through our view of it, through our perception, through our own consciousness. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to be grateful. We can choose to identify with the whole human experience in all of its vast uh, diversity, or we can choose to be unhappy, self-pitying, separative, and so on and so forth. A lot of these choices are consciously made, but we don't realize it. We don't perceive our own responsibility in the creation of our very circumstances. We think it's caused by our parents, by society, by the so-called powers that be, by somebody, not us. <laughs> <laughs> not me, probably somebody else. Abraham Lincoln thought that too when he said uh, people will be as happy as they allow themselves That's to be. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so maybe there's some truth to that. <laughs> yes, and it's all part of the, the vision too, the vision thing again. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, it's whatever <laughs> you want to, uh, it's whatever you want to envision for yourself. I mean, you can, yeah. You're in these dire circumstances of being like Robert Mueller was in a prison, a horrible prison. Then uh, you can you can uh, envision yourself in a horrible prison, or you can uh, do just the opposite and uh, uh, turn it into a, an experience of joy. 
And I think this realization that we do have this capacity to control our perception is enormously liberating. The psychologist um, Viktor Frankl, who died, I think, fairly recently, um, taught this psychological principle of health. He, too, had been a prisoner in a concentration camp, and he found that the people who survived were those who, in spite of circumstances, intuitively knew that there was a purpose to life. That's interesting. Yeah. And that that purpose encapsulated their present imprisonment. It wasn't in spite of their imprisonment, but it included that. That there is, in other words, no circumstance in life that doesn't offer some gain to the life of the soul, as Alice Bailey would put it. And he taught his patients to become more purposeful in their perception of their lives and their circumstances, to take more responsibility for it, and thereby feel more in control of the direction of their lives. I think that's what is so disabling to people, the sense that things are out of their control and that they're just kind of blown along like a leaf in the wind. It isn't, in fact, the case. The Ageless Wisdom tells us that we create the world we inhabit. In a sense, we do. But until people realize that they have that conditioning, creative power within themselves and that it's controlled by the thoughts they think and the reactions that they allow themselves to have, they feel buffeted by life. Well, that's the key factor, isn't it? It's the soul factor that uh, needs to come forward more more prominently, and then people begin to take charge. And uh, it's that, as it says in the keynote, uh, the characteristics of this new group of World Service are synthesis and inclusiveness and mental development, fine mental development. And these are the, 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 the key factors that, using the, the uh, forces, using the uh, energies that we have available to us and bringing them forth and making a, a better a better example, a more light ex- example of oneself. Coming back one more time to Robert Mueller, I guess he's fresh on my mind because of the interview I read, but he developed something some years ago called the World Core Curriculum that is very interesting. It was a set of four basic principles that he believed should be taught to all children and that teaching them these principles would give them a sense of a vision that would enable them to live their lives in the right context with their environment and the planet. And these four principles that he thought all children should be taught are, first of all, the fact of our planetary home and place in the universe, our planet Earth in the context of the universe and the vastness of space. Thinking on that certainly alters your perspective. Secondly, he taught the human family in its various cultures, diversity, and yet its underlying oneness. We are all part of the human family, just humanity, not my group, my race, my religion, my culture, just humanity. We belong to it and we're a part of it. And thirdly, we need to have a sense of our place in time. In other words, to have some perspective of the flow of history because that gives us a sense of the evolutionary progress 
of the planet and of humanity. We begin to see the past and to appreciate how it has led to the present. And in the present, we can begin to recognize the unfolding future. And if we don't like it, do something about it. And fourthly, he taught the miracle of individual life, the preciousness and uniqueness of every individual and the opportunities of that individual to contribute to the whole. Alice Bailey said it slightly different. She said that every child should be taught two things, the fact of the one humanity and the value of the individual. We are all irreplaceable, and yet we are all one. This is enormously liberating and visionary, not only to children, but to people. Without a vision, the Bible said, the people perish. And the fourth responsibility of the new group of world servers, again coming back to the idea that they work subjectively with energy, is their responsibility to synthesize and integrate all aspects of the one life for the glory of the one. To integrate in all constructive activity. And I think speaking of Robert Miller again um, and the United Nations perhaps Mm -hmm. is a good example of that synthesizing and integrating constructive activity that demonstrates the glory of the one because if if there's any institution or any group in the world it is probably the United Nations and it's the um, it's the joy of the human spirit and the vision of human integrate uh, the human service of the world that have created this institution in the first place mm-hmm. and we see this synthesis and integration not only in the United Nations but in the growing realization of the environment and the science of ecology and our understanding of the web of life and the growing realization of the impact that humanity has upon the other systems and kingdoms that share our planet. So often people talk as if it's all about us, humanity, when in fact there's a greater life working out through our planet than just human welfare. We're a part of that plan but the for example the earthquakes and tsunamis and hurricanes may be God's way of working out some vast plan that includes the mineral and vegetable kingdoms it isn't I think only about humanity we are a part of a greater life the planet itself and um, when we have this perspective I think we find our place kind of absorbed within this larger life and don't see things so myopically. Please take advantage of the special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book upon which this program is based today, uh, the book Serving Humanity. Serving Humanity is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. The discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. It's available today for $16. So what you need to do is uh, send a check or a money order, $16, to Lucis Publishing Company, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing Company, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And a little bit more about serving humanity. Uh, it's, I also think that the reader can, uh, the reader's understanding is enhanced uh, about the 
idea of true service and, and why it's so important to spiritual development. So, if you also if you'd like to give us a call for any reason, you certainly may do so by calling the toll-free number 1-866-695-8247. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Gotta get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.